1: With your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne. Covering all things Magic Basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic! What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. Today is January 19th, 2023. Jonathan Osborne here. As always, I am joined by my illustrious co-host, Luke Sylvia. Luke, what's up?
2: illustrious i love that just beautiful i was gonna say voluptuous but
1: that didn't feel right hey Hey. uh
2: yeah Uh, it feels weird i'm gonna be honest with you i just was saying it before we started recording but not having any games it's kind of odd not to recap anything um i don't know man it's just very very weird
1: it is weird you know what though we're what are we like 45 games through now it's it's a nice little breather for me like the last four days no orlando magic basketball just been able to relax a little bit we are on a trip we came back now we're getting ready to move it's like a nice little breather for me kind of in the middle of everything so it is weird but it's been like ah, don't have to watch the magic tonight don't they're not gonna there's no chance that the magic can disappoint and frustrate me for the most part tonight but um they also yeah, can't get you out, out
2: of your seat in a good way either so you know it's got it's, it's got its pros and cons
1: Last couple weeks, that's been a little bit fewer and far between, though. You know, so I need a little bit of a break. Spoiled us. Spoiled us with that. Utah and the Denver games really, really put me in a dark place. I'm just now getting over that Denver game, especially. Yeah. So, Hmm. folks, we have a great episode planned for you guys. Obviously, no Magic games to talk about, um, but our good buddy Jeff Turner, uh, color commentator for Bally Sports Florida, covers the Orlando Magic. He joins the show in just a little bit, and we talked about kind of the second quarter of the season, what's been good, what's been bad, and what his thoughts are for the rest of the season, so uh, make sure that you stay tuned for that. That uh, will start in just a few minutes here, but we do have a couple of things to talk about before we get into the interview with Jeff Turner. Talking about all-star voting, Franz Varner, Paolo Mark Hell Fultz, Wendell Carter, Cole Anthony, whoever you want to vote for on the Orlando Magic, make sure that you vote for them every day at vote.nba.com or you can vote in the NBA app. And then coming up on the 20th, because voting closes on the 21st, the 20th is going to be the last three-four-one day where your one vote counts for three. So make sure, especially if you don't vote, if you haven't voted at all, if you're not going to vote any other day, make sure that you vote January twenty, so you can get that 3-for-1. Again, that is the last day of the 3-for-1 voting, and then voting closes January 21st. Probably a long shot that Paolo gets voted into the All-Star game, but who knows? Maybe a a K-pop star will inspire the masses to vote for Paolo Bancaro, much like uh, they did last year for Andrew Wiggins. So uh, a little bit of an update. We don't have a state of the magic because it hasn't changed since our last episode. You want to hear the state of the magic? Go listen to our last episode. It was phenomenal, like they always are. Uh, but on the injury front, Chuma Okeke has not really been uh, progressing towards encore activity since he had that chondroplasty kind of trimming up, I believe it was, the cartilage in his left knee. So we're still kind of waiting for Chuma to get to the point where he is resuming basketball activity. So it seems like he's going to be out. My guess, Luke, would be at least another few weeks Jonathan Isaac, I know we've been talking about this for the last several episodes. We were really circling January 20th, Friday, against the Pelicans at home on our calendar for a potential Jonathan Isaac return. That looks like it is all but absolutely not going to happen because he's playing Thursday in Sioux Falls for the Magic's G League team, the Lakeland Magic. And he will be joined by Caleb Houston. I believe RJ Hampton is still playing for the Lakeland Magic as well. So they got a nice little uh, G League squad going on right now. Caleb Houston played, what was that, Tuesday night for the Lakeland Magic, and I mm-hmm. believe he dropped 24 points. Go, Caleb Houston. Big Caleb Houston fans. Luca, uh, no Jonathan Isaac just yet, but it should be soon, I think.
2: Soon, you think, and we hope. Uh, like you said, we had kind of maybe, maybe naively circled January 20th because, let's be honest, despite what we feel and what the what we think is logical or whatever we don't you know we're not exactly behind any curtains so we don't know what this team is ever going to do and it just happens that uh he's not going to be playing the 20th like you said i'm hopeful like you said it'll be soon we'll see um but man i i really can't wait and we talk about that with jeff as well so stay tuned for that as you guys are listening we'll uh We'll, we'll talk about J.I. And, and his return and impact and what that means for this team.
1: You've probably heard us talk about this a ton of times now. If you're a new listener, maybe you haven't. You've been listening for a long time and you've thought, man, I really want to join their Patreon, kind of commit to that and help support the show financially. Now is your time to do this. If you have been waiting and just hoping for a sign to join our Patreon, this is your sign. Press pause, go to patreon.com slash the six man show. You have four awesome tiers that you can choose from, like joining our discord community where we talk basically all day, every day about the Orlando magic. Uh, there's a lot of stuff happening in there, especially during games. We have weekly, a uh, monthly, I should say monthly zoom hangouts where we hang out with our hall of fame and elite tier patrons and really just talk about or- the Orlando magic and really anything else that you can think of. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Again, you can find us at patreon.com slash The six Man Show. We shout out our brand new patrons on every episode. We also shout out our patrons that upgrade from one tier to another. And then we shout out our Hall of Fame and Elite tier patrons on every single episode. So really quickly, I want to first of all, shout out our boy Ryan Bowlby, who upgraded from our All-Star tier to our Hall of Fame tier. Ryan, really appreciate that. And then we have a brand new Hall of Fame uh, tier patron, Barry M., uh, this is a family-friendly show, so I am not going to be saying your last name, Barry, even though I know that's not your real last name. But if you are familiar with the famous Barry M Twitter account, you can kind of read between the lines and and you know play a little Mad Libs and, and fill in the blank there. But Barry M, we really, really, really appreciate uh, you joining the Patreon community. Welcome. Hope to see you in our Discord community, and you know at some point we'll uh, we'll have a little talk. You try to catch me slipping there. Uh but it did not work, but we appreciate the effort. Very, very uh funny Patreon name. And with no further ado, I am going to shout out our Hall of Fame and Elite Tier patrons. As always, we are going to go ahead and start with the Court Cousins and then Armin, Carson Tulo, Jonathan Borges, Normal, Magic Player History, Julio Bailey, Gabe Gaines, Wiffle, Michael Martin, Jamel Miller, Michael Salapong, Franz Go to The Distract, Mo Bamba, Yo Mama. Petition to get Kristen Ledlow in the meetings, Pierre A, migzor's Nostalgia, and Eminem's, Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Lil Penny, Eduardo Sanchez, Drum, Danimal, Dotto 15, Bobby Skinner, Godi 93, Teddy Sylvia, Eric Lopez, Fuchsia, Juan Geraldo, Bill Fulton, Edmund Lagone, Jose Esqueelin, Destin for Greatness, Caleb Pete, Cannibalism, Time Mr. TV, Joe Roth, ESPN Really Sucks, Gear 95, Shred, Junior Bruce, Half freaking Shahin 177, Ryan Bolby, Himlo Ban Himro, RM Prof 221, Ray Pastrana, Magic Kid 714, Let's Spank, Don't Tank, Soft Taco, Jesse, and our good old buddy, Barry M. Thank you to all of our elite and Hall of Fame tier patrons, and a big thank you to all of our patrons. Let's get into our conversation with our good buddy,
0: Jeff Turner. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
3: Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.
1: All right, Orlando Magic fans, we've got a special segment for you guys. So no basketball the last few days for the Magic. It's been a little bit weird. Uh, So we thought we would do something special. Uh, We talked to this gentleman uh, right after the, the first quarter mark of the season and he is gener- generous enough with his time, I should say, to join us for the second quarter of the season. We're a little bit past the halfway mark. We are joined by Jeff Turner. Jeff, how are you, sir? Thanks for joining I the am. show.
4: And thank you guys for having me. I'm doing good. Thank you.
1: Jeff, before we talk Magic Basketball, your, uh, your, your catchphrase, Kapaya. <laughs> it's been a while since I've, you've, you've told the story, so I, I do forget, where did Kapaya originate?
4: Kapaya is um, is one of those words that uh, <laughs> it's, it comes from magic lore, I guess. Um, Kapaya was first. I first heard it. Jerry Reynolds, um, you know, back in the early years of the team, uh, used it. He, um, we were we were playing a game against the Golden State Warriors, and uh, those were the days when uh, Tim Hardaway, Chris Mullen, Mitch Richmond. Um, were part of, uh, was it Run TMC? Is Run what they TMC, call themselves. yep. And um, we were playing uh, at home, and uh, Jerry Reynolds and Terry Catledge, at that point, I think they were both injured, sitting on the end of the bench. And uh, Golden State was pretty good during that stretch. And they, uh, they came out, uh, and Tim Hardaway had one of those nights. Uh, Tim Hardaway, you know, famous for that crossover, and... Uh, pulling up, pull up jumpers, and it was a stretch during the game. And he was just lighting Scott Skiles up. I mean, it was uh, it was like one of those stretches where they kept feeding him the ball, and he and Skiles is doing everything he can. And all of a sudden, like Tim hits a shot, and at the end of the bench, we hear kapaya! and then you know <laughs> you go back down, and then you know Hardaway hits another, we hear kapaya! and and so. The, the greatest part of it was Scott's face. Like he knows where it's coming from. He's looking at the bench. His face is beat red and the rest of us are all just kind of, you know, trying not to laugh, you know, because, you know, but it's hard because it is so funny. Um, so anyway, that's where it comes from. Jerry said um, that when he was growing up uh, in Brooklyn and he would go to the uh, go to the courts, uh, Rucker Park and 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 those places in New York um, that uh, Fly Williams. I don't know if you guys remember that name. He was a, a great legendary playground player that went on to play at Austin P University. Um, I don't know if he didn't have much of an NBA career, just short NBA career. Um, but I guess Fly would say Kapaya every time he would let one rip through the net and everything. So... Um, That you know, my using it um, is just a kind of a way to, you know, just to keep it alive. Um, It's a piece of, you know, magic lore, as I say, and it's just kind of fun. So I save it for a big three, um, usually every now and then I'll drop it a couple of times in a game, but I, (laughs) I try not to overdo it
1: well so it originated for for someone trying to roast their boy which i can definitely <laughs> appreciate I yeah love that. somebody
4: said it's um what is it um yeah it's uh what is it that uh young people do it's like a trolling i guess yeah so yep. it was it was real life trolling i guess
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, Jeff, obviously right there, you brought us down kind of memory lane of of some players. You know, you said Jerry Reynolds, uh, you said Fly Williams as well. And I was looking at Fly Williams because I personally had not heard of Fly Williams. But yeah, I looked him up. He's got the Austin P jersey on all of that. He also played one year in the ABA, um, nine points a game, two and a half rebounds, only 17 and a half minutes. So I do wonder, like you said, kind of a a legend in some respect, and to only play one year in the ABA. I wonder what happened. I'm gonna have to dig. That's just for the people who are listening along with me and have the same thought. Like, <laughs> I wonder who that is. You you don't you know you don't just get a cool nickname like Fly, and then not get to look it up. But I so did it's, want- even,
4: it's even better. So if you if you if you dig, you know, those mm-hmm. of us old enough to remember. So it, at Austin P when he was playing. You know, it was, uh, you know, you'll see a great score for them. Um, the chant from the student section was, The fly is open, let's go pee. <laughs> so, you know, that was, uh,
2: <laughs> I did, was their I thing. did know my, my cousin ran track there. So I knew about the uh, the <laughs> let's go pee chants and yep. pee on Murray because they don't like Murray State. <laughs> <Exactly>. So <laughs> incredible. Uh, I'll, like I said, I'll definitely have to do some more digging. Now, like Jonathan said, it came from just like, trolling or roasting you know your own player which is like john that's i can get on board with that brings me to the question in games there's a lot of times that like you you know so one of your guys when your your teammates might get dunked on and you said you guys were trying to hold in laughter how yeah. hard is it to actually com- keep yourself composed on the bench in a game that might not matter or A game that does matter and you know one of your teammates something happens to them a highlight play against them is that hard to compose yourself
4: i I, yeah i think so you know i I think it's um you know i don't you know like i it's funny like um you know back in the you know back when i played you know your teammates were the hardest you know people on you right that's your family or your brothers and and you you know they you spend all this time together and everything so um they you know it's in a in a locker room environment it's always like there's it's there's competition and then there's always like it's something happens if there's any weakness if you, you know you'll mm-hmm. always hear about it you know so mm-hmm. Um, You know, I remember, you know, playing and and like you said, someone would get dunked on or something Mm -hmm. like that. And then the next day at practice, um, you know, somebody might walk out and whoever it was, Shaq or, um, you know, somebody is reenacting, you know, like this, (laughs) you know, and, you know, kind of just playing it out, exaggerating and everything. So, yeah, nobody lets you forget anything. There's no doubt, especially
1: your teammates. So Jeff, I want to you know kind of switch gears here, talk about the Orlando Magic. So when we first had you on um you know, a little over a month ago, I can't believe the season is going by as fast as it had. At that time the Magic were 5 and 19, just 5 wins on the year. Uh they had lost 8 games in a row. The Magic are now 16 and 28 through 45 games or 11 and 9 since our last recording. Uh the Magic had just lost to the Toronto Raptors. They played the Milwaukee Bucks on a Monday, they lost to them. And then they go on that six-game winning streak. I want to go through uh, just the where where the magic were in terms of like advanced metrics um during that time and, and where they are since. So during those, you know, first what was that 24 games, there were 27th in offensive rating, 27th in defensive rating, 27th in net rating, there were 29th in turnover percentage, 25th in pace. Now, Markel Fultz um, had just gotten back the last time that we spoke with you. So since the last time we talked, Jeff, the Magic are 21st in offensive rating. They're 10th in in defensive rating, 14th in net rating, 14th in turnover percentage, and they are now 13th in pace, Jeff. Big improvements across the board for the Magic over the last five, six weeks here. What do you think are the biggest reasons for that?
4: Well, you know, we, I think we, we kind of talked a little bit about the impact I thought Markel Fultz would have uh, on the team. It took a little bit. Uh, you know, I kid with Markel that, you know, he needed to, you know, move, move these guys a little further, you know, a little faster uh, to adapt playing with him. Um, I think it's the pace part of it. I think it's guys are figuring out um, that if you run, um, that he's going he's to push the ball ahead. Um, he's going to find open looks for you um, defensively. I think the the biggest key um, as far as Markel goes is I think he's been a lot better uh, than we even anticipated. Um, you know, I think his and, and Jamal Mosley talks about this, his, um, you know, his hands, his anticipation, the way he moves, he gets around screens, um, you know, Markel, um, I think if he qualified, I'm not sure if he's there yet at uh, like a, almost 1.7 steals a game, I think that would put him in the top 10 uh, or, or close. So, you know, I think that's a big factor. Listen, you know, the the reality is during that stretch, right? Uh, you know, we just got Markell back. We just got Cole Anthony back. Um, shortly thereafter, I think, Uh, No, I guess we didn't get uh, Wendell back for a little bit. Uh, We had gotten Mo Wagner back, I guess, and uh, he moved into the starting lineup. So we had a little more depth. I I think the biggest part, and I am a big believer in this, is that in order to be successful in the NBA, um, you have to have continuity. Um, Continuity of, um, you know, who's on the floor, uh, playing time, rotation patterns, and, and most importantly, the best teams are healthy teams. Your, your best players have to be on the floor. Um, and you know, I think you see this throughout the league. You know, Boston has, you know, they've been pretty healthy. We saw a Denver team on the road trip that's been very healthy, uh, not missing a lot of games. I think Sacramento's success this year, we saw them out there. Um, you know, they're, they're, those guys haven't missed, you know, four or five games um, at most. That is a big part of, uh, of being a good basketball team. And so I think what you've seen um, over the last what 20 games is that, um, you know, we're a team that's starting to get healthy. Uh, the rotation patterns are, you know, Jamal's using nine, ten guys. Um, you pretty much can predict, you know, who's coming in um, at each opportunity. You know, Cole Anthony is typically that first guy He's going to come in for Franz Wagner. Players like that. Um, you know when you're coming in, you know when you're coming out, you can gear up and you know what your minutes are going to be. So um, and <laughs> to, to add on that, coaches like that as well, to your point, I think the defensive numbers are guys get used to playing with each other. You've got great right, players. Uh, rotations and Jamal Mosley can put guys in the right place Um, you know when he's juggling minutes and and lineups um, you know he's always keeping um, his best players on the floor
2: would you say Jeff who are your you're talking about players getting time together we've seen this team through basically half the season to this point do you have is your favorite duo the kind of Clear-cut one that most people would say, or do you have two players that you enjoy that they share when they share the court together?
4: Oh, wow! Well, that's a good one. Um, you know, I, I guess my the duo that I that I really like that I think um, you know we 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 saw last year and we saw early a little bit. I really like the Franz Wagner, uh, Wendell Carter, um, high screening role. I, I just think that is a really good uh, action for our team. Um, you know, I think those two are so smart. They, they do such a great job with that. Um, you know, Franz is, you know, is just a great decision maker, what he reads. Um, so I think that's, that is a good combination, um, for us. And, um, you know, I, I think, you know, I, I, think that, you know, as we move along, I think Paolo and Wendell will be, uh, good in that situation. I think, what we what we're seeing is, I think, when you look at what Paolo and Franz um, are becoming, um, they are a you know good one-two um, duo, um, and you know I like them on the floor together. And I think we're seeing with Wendell as well that we've got a front court, uh, a starting front court that that functions very well together. Um, you know, if, 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 you know, I'd love to see, and Jamal messed around with this a little bit early. Um, but you know, Wendell just coming back in, it's kind of changed things a little bit. Um, and we'll see it more is really kind of running some three man action on one side of the floor. Um, you know, where you're posting, you can post either Wendell or Paolo and, and, and run some, you know, screening actions on the perimeter and, Dives to the rim. I think those those are things we're going to see in the future.
1: So, talking about Franz, especially Jeff, you know, Paolo, right now, the last uh, returns in all star voting, he finished top 10 in, in the front court, you know, in the Eastern Conference. And I would argue, as great as Paolo has been, and he's had a phenomenal, you know, borderline historic rookie year. I would argue that Franz has been almost a little bit better in that regard, just numbers up all across the board in terms of scoring and efficiency. What do you think has been Franz's biggest area of growth this year?
4: Well, um, there's a lot. Well, yeah. I, you know, it's um, I, I just think like, I think he, we saw it a little bit last year, but it's even better this year. I, I just think he's, I think he's one of the best drivers and finishers uh, for a second-year player um, that we get to see uh, nightly. You know, it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, David and I have the opportunity. We go, you know, every, every game – well, you guys know this as well. Um, you know, you can go in and listen to the opposing coaches uh, before the game and get their comments – and a lot of times they'll be asked about Franz, and they all light up. You know, they they love um, his ability to get into the paint. Um, his, you know, and when he's in, yeah, you know, I think it's better since he's not necessarily on the ball as much. Although that's a good thing for us. Um, but as a secondary attacker, when he's downhill and he gets one on one with a big or or whatever. He can he can change directions and finish with either hand so well that he's really uh, you know I think he's really become um, really adept at that and and what we're, the other thing that we're seeing uh, because he's attacking so much he's getting to the free throw line regular regularly you know we I think last time we talked I, you know we we're talking about Paolo we hadn't had a uh, anybody get to the free throw line you know four plus times a game. Uh, since um, Dwight, I think, is, uh, is the number. And you know now we've got two guys, right? We've got, uh, you know, Paolo's getting there seven, eight times a game, and Franz is up over four. And that number is probably even higher if you look over the last 20 games. So um, that's a big thing. And then lastly, if you go back and you look, since Markell has been back, you know, Franz is, Franz is shooting 40% from three, you know, he's getting more spot up um, threes now that he's out on the perimeter a little bit more. So um, I think, you know, if you ask me what area, I think all, you know, at, at every level his, uh he's improved. Um, you know, he was shooting the ball really well from the free throw line. I don't know if David Steele jinxed him and just jinxed the Wagner boys or what, Um, but the whole team, Well, I don't, maybe they've come down (laughs) a little bit since then. Um, you know, he was holding an, is this anything, uh, topic, you know, for the last, uh, I guess last year we were, um, um, bottom five in free throw makes per game for most of the season. We've been top, uh, top five. Um, but that slipped a little bit here, especially on the road trip. So um, hopefully we can get that going so he can use that one at some point. So
2: I have some a stat for you, Jeff, that really backs up what you're talking about in terms of Franz Wagner, his ability to finish at the rim. So NBA University on Twitter uh, might not have heard of NBA University, might have. But he has really made a name for himself. We had him on the show earlier in the year, um, and his Twitter following is exceptional now because of things like this. Okay. So he put out this uh, statistic that I'm sure he you know, got from somewhere, but he put it out there and just talks about his finishing at the rim. He, Franz is six percentile in rim shot quality. Uh, this is as of January 9th. Sixth percentile in rim shot quality. So that's not good at all. Uh, (laughs) But he is 98th percentile in rim shot making. So, and he attributes, you know, he goes on to say, you know, his euros, scoops, hooks, floats, dunks, transition. He's got everything. And you absolutely make the argument there. Just based on that, he's a top 10 finisher in the NBA this season. So I wanted to provide context to that. I also wanted to ask you in his jump from his sophomore rookie to sophomore year. Did you imagine any world where he goes from being a 15 some point per game score to 20 improves on efficiencies, uh, gets to the free throw line more? Did you see any of that coming or or are you pretty surprised at all of that?
4: Well, I think, I think you're always, um, you know, you kind of wonder, you know, what, like, you know, against with any young player, right. What's the ceiling and everything. But I think, you know, when when you're we watched Franz last year, um, you know, you, you see him and what he does. You know, his ability to cut. Um, you know, he's one of the top cutters in the league and finishers, right? And um, just his smart. Franz is one of those guys, I think, that his numbers are going to be better as – the more the 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 quality of his teammates right the the better the magic get you know adding paulo um you know playing alongside a healthy markel Fultz, um I, I think you know as you know when you can't load up on him that that was my argument last year when you know i would have these conversations nationally about the rookie of the year conversation right like Um, You know, I I think Evan Mobley is a great player and and, uh, certainly um, Scotty Barnes and everything, but they're playing with all-stars, right? They're playing on playoff level teams with all-stars and they're, you know, putting up those numbers. Franz was not playing with all-stars, right? He was putting up those uh, numbers, those, you know, the, the efficiency numbers, not just empty points, right? He was Um, you know, putting up good efficiency numbers among all the rookies leading in most of those categories. So kind of looking at those numbers, you say, man, if we can put good players around him, um, with him, then, you know, it's not inconceivable that what we're seeing, Luke, actually happens, right? That he's making a big jump. Um, And I think, you know, that's, that's the case. His fourth quarter scoring right now, um is is really on is really rolling. And you know, a lot of that is teams at times loading up on Paolo or, you know, trying to keep a, you know, loading up on a Cole Anthony who's getting hot or whatever. Um, you know, and I think uh, you know, Franz is benefiting from that in a lot of ways. Plus he's just a, you know, he's just an unbelievable competitor. I mean, you know, when you 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 talk to him, he's just so easygoing going, everything. But when you're courtside and you're watching, he is uh, he's pretty fiery, man. He's uh, he's a competitor, he's uh, he, he gets right in people's faces. So it's uh, it's it's fun to watch.
1: He's definitely a fiery guy, Jeff. I know you're familiar with our our buddy Philip Rossman Reich from Orlando Magic Daily. I was talking to him a couple of weeks ago. And we were talking about the success of of these big, you know, wings, Franz and Paolo, and he he gave me this little nugget. I, I want to give him credit that if Paolo and Franz are are both able to finish over twenty points per game, it would be the first time two Magic players have done that since Shack and Penny. I'm sure you probably had a feeling. Uh, you probably knew that already. Yeah. But just putting those guys in in that kind of conversation, what is that? You know what? What do you think about when when I when I mention that?
4: Well, I I mean I'm just um I you know it's it's kind of you know we we talk about these things all the time It's, you know you you've got to be excited for the future of this team right when you've got two foundational pieces like these guys you know it's it's interesting um, when we were when we were in Boston um, you know you, you're you're looking at two all stars in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Right. And, and you look and you you think back. Jalen Brown came in a year before Jason Tatum uh, and you go back and you look at it from Jason Tatum's a rookie, Jalen Brown's a, you know, a sophomore and you look at the numbers and, and everything. Franz and Paolo are better. Now I'm not saying they're going to be, you know, I Jason mean,
1: Tatum. you don't have to say it. We, we'll say it. We'll say it.
4: <laughs> well, I'm just, the, the point is, you know, you, there are, duos, you know, comparable, if you look and you say, okay, well, what did they do? You know, and you want to make comparisons and what the potential is, Um, you know, Boston's got two core guys, right. And they built out around them. And I think, you know, you're looking at it right now. I'm not sure that when Jeff Weltman and John Hamm were putting this thing together, uh, they thought Franz Wagner was going to be that guy, but he is, Um, you know, he is a guy I think can get you, 20 points a night, just from what we were talking about, you know, he's the better players. He's going to beat them right there because, you know, he's, he's just very efficient player. Um, clearly Paolo, you know, as we, as we talked, Paolo going to, Paolo will be a star in this league for years to come. Uh, but I think Franz will be too.
1: So magic fans, they love, obviously they love talking about Franz. They love talking about Paolo lately, the last couple of weeks, Jeff, uh, a hot button issue with magic fans has been Cole Anthony. And his lack of, you know, offensive efficiency he just hasn't been scoring the ball, you know, quite to to his standard. What do you attribute that to?
4: Well, I think he's certainly on the trip. I think it was, uh, you know, just a, you know, the players. I mean, he had good looks, you know, for, for Cole. Um, you know, I think it's, you know, players go through ups and downs. Yeah, I still think it's, you know, Cole is still adjusting right to this role off the bench this is not something he's ever really done in his life I mean Cole has been the guy um you know for forever you know whether you I mean you go back and look at his uh you know I I I marvel you go back and look at his senior year at Oak Hill Academy the kid averaged a triple double (laughs) you know I mean it's like it's like wow you know and he's like you know that's a uh, top five guard uh, coming out of high school, going to North Carolina and the expectations, um, you know, in Cole's mind, he, and, you know, he may be, you know, a starter in this league. Um, but right now his role is coming off the bench, being a six man or um, whatever. And I think um, he's still adjusting to that, um, finding his niche. Um, I think it's a role that works real well for him. Um he, he has that ability, like a lot of bench guys um, that are successful. Cole can get his own shot. You know, I mean, Cole doesn't need, you know, if you screen for him, great. But he doesn't need it. He don't have to. He's going to figure out a way to get shots. And I think Cole is probably one or two. Yeah, you know, I mean, he, he has, a you know, one or two games where he breaks out, you know, and, and uh, knocks down some shots. Um, I think for him, the frustrating thing right now is the three ball is not going for him. You know, he has really struggled on the road trip shooting the three, um, and and players go through stretches like that. So um, I'm, I'm, you know, he's one of those guys that you just feel like he's going to snap out of that at any any time. Just needs a big game to kind of set him uh, on the right path.
2: Well. Jeff, recently, you know, we're talking about Cole Anthony's struggles here as of late on the West Coast trip, those sort of things. Interested to get your take this West Coast trip. You know, you're obviously very, you know, you're close to the action. Um, You can kind of see body language, see how plays develop, things like that. Can you kind of talk to us about uh, how, you know, obviously the Magic were only two plays away from going 4-1 and on this road trip. You have those heartbreaking losses, uh, here as of late against utah denver you know great teams that you would love to beat but can you just talk about you know what that was like just being close for those moments and and did, did those losses like that ever get easier for you to be so close to
4: yeah it's hard i mean it it stings right because um you know you you, you know you you play a certain way in the denver game you know it it's just the first half, you just felt like Denver could do no wrong, right? And, you know, we just struggled shooting the ball. And then we come out in the third quarter and everything that was, you know, reported that they talked about in the locker room, they came out and did, right? Like they knew they had to, you know, they had to play with force. They, they had to get to the paint. They had 16 points in the in, in the paint in the first half, um, and you know, they, they just came out and were just in attack mode. They, they got up, they rebounded the basketball, which has been an issue, uh, for this team, certainly on the road trip it was, uh, and so, you know, the fight that th- I think that's the thing that, that, that when I talk to people, you know, it, 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 Jamal Mosley and his staff and this team. Um, are earning a lot of respect around the league because they never quit, right? They, you know, people, they are entertaining. People love to watch them because they're young guys. They're getting out and they're battling. But, you know, you get down, you've battled so hard. You took the lead in Denver. Um, and then it's just, you know, like the, the Aaron Gordon gets loose for the reverse dunk, I think, you know, uh, Colwell Pope knocks down a transition three <laughs> right before that. I mean, it's just like it's there, and then boom, it's gone. But that happens against really good teams. Um, so yeah, those are those are tough. But I, I think this Magic team, you know, again, we we just have to keep reminding ourselves that this is a young, hungry basketball team that is paying their dues. You know, they're learning. It's hard for young teams to win in our league, um, you know, that, that, that experience having been through the, um, the battles, I, I think is so valuable. And, um, you know, as much as it breaks their heart, I, you know, I think I, I could have been more proud of a group that the Portland game could have been disastrous. Right. I mean, the Sacramento just thumped thumped them. Right. I mean, it was, from the get-go, I mean, Sacramento controlled that game, uh, never really in it, and then you go to Portland, tough place to play on a back-to-back, and they come out um, on a and give a pretty healthy um, Portland team uh, all they wanted and come up with a big win there. So that was, uh, you know, that, that that doesn't happen that often. So that's something you can hang your hat on, too. You know, really... For this team to go and play that West Coast road trip and come out of there with uh, two wins, go two and three, yeah, we could have been four and one, but two wins uh, in that in those environments, that's not bad. You know, to go into Golden State, you know, I know they were down a few people, um, but still to win in that environment, um, and then to go into Portland and win, those are those are big big W's for this team.
1: Jeff, you know, you know, we talked about this earlier, but the last time that we talked to you, we had, we lost eight in a row. So we, we lost another one and then we went on that stretch and yeah. something that you heard really in every post game during that losing streak was like, we're close, we're close, we're close. And as a fan, I'm like, you just lost six in a row. What are we talking about? We're close. Like you're getting your yeah. butts kicked every night. What's going on. But the magic, you know, they, they just kind of stuck with the process. They kept fighting night in and night out. And then things started to kind of break their way. I'm not saying we're going to go on another six-game win streak here in a couple of days. would be very nice to do so. Um, But this team is capable of that, and this team is just kind of getting healthy at the right time. Jonathan Isaac, it looks like he's going to be back any day now, you know, playing with Lakeland. Um, What is your prediction for this team kind of the rest of the way here?
4: Well, you know, I, I think the the last time we talked, the idea of getting into the play-in was a long way away. You know, at five and nineteen, I think we had the worst record in the in the NBA. And we talked about um compartmentalizing, right? Look at those, you know, small um groups of games and see if there's improvement. Well, we got a, a pretty good grouping there right afterwards, right? Yeah. You, you know, you win six straight, you go into Boston and win. You know, the thing about it is, and I'll go back to my point. Good teams, the um, you know they're they're healthy, right? Your best players uh, are available and on the floor. So you know, you you think about it in those terms. And what's what's happened? um, We're getting people back. You know, we just got Bulbo back from you know his five game absence. Um, and now you're gonna throw Jonathan Isaac in here pretty quickly. Um, you know, so what, what can this team be? I mean, you, know, you're getting your best players healthy at the right time. Um, but you know, like anything, it has to happen pretty quick where, you know, I, I was looking earlier. I guess uh, uh, you know, here we are. it's uh, Wednesday and, and um, going into tonight's games, I think we're four games out of that tenth spot um right now. So um and if you look at it, you know, I guess we're in 13th. If you go 8 through 12, all of those teams are 5 and 5 over their last 10. So they're not really running away with from you, but we're 3 and 7 over our last 10. So we need a stretch um which I think is doable, right? I think um, you know, especially from now going into the all-star break, um, it'll be, you know, this is, this is a good time to really kind of get yourself right back in the mix of things. And it wouldn't take much, um, you know, to to go on a nice little winning streak, you know, get, you know, go on a stretch where you get seven out of 10. Um, But again, just kind of looking at it, breaking and and seeing if we're improving. Um, I think, you know, you talked about the, um, the advanced stats, you know, the, um, defensive um, rating, offensive rating. I think the offense has come up to a nice spot. I think the pace we're playing. I think I still think we can be a better defensive team. Um, and a big part of that is I really think we've got the weapons. You know, if you look at our our size and our and our guards, uh, two things. I think, and you're starting to see this. I think we can force more turnovers. I think we can you know apply a little bit more pressure. And we should be a better rebounding team. I think that, to me, uh, especially on this trip, um, this past trip, we, we just didn't do a good job uh, on the glass. Too many second-chance opportunities, too many extra possessions for our opponents. Um, and so those two things, um, you know, really, you know, if they come around, which now, you know, you throw Jonathan Isaac back in the mix, Right. All of a sudden, you know, and I'm not saying Jonathan's playing 20 minutes a game, but you've got a rim protection, you know, you've got an outstanding defensive player, you got a rebounder. Um, all those things should help. Uh, and if we do those things and become, you know, a top, you know, a top 10 defensive rated team, I think um, that, you know, then we're competing for the play-in position. And that's where we want to be. I really think, and I, I, I'm, I'm positive that it is. That's the goal that these guys have. Um, If you're playing meaningful games in March, uh, into February after the break, and into March and April, um, that's, that's what this team needs. Right? They need to be playing for something down the stretch besides ping pong balls.
1: As great as the team has been defensively, I've been saying that for weeks. They still have a whole other level to get to, Jeff. And and we'll we'll kind of end it with this here. Jonathan Isaac, you know, came back, made his debut uh, a week ago today, actually, for the Lakeland Magic. Just played in a couple of games. It seems like he's going to play, you know, at least another one or maybe a few more here. How do you think that JI has looked so far?
4: I I just. I, actually, to be honest with you, I'm amazed. You know, I really am. The production, um, you think about how much time he missed. You know, I mean, I, I think uh, Joel Glass sent out the stat. Going into that first game, he had missed like, what, 892 days since he had last played. Um, to be um, what, what appeared to be as sharp as he was, um, what he was able to do um was just an amazing it's an amazing testament to jonathan right like to to continue to battle through all that and not lose um side of it i was i'll be honest with you i was so disappointed for him last year you know there was some thought that he was coming back and then he had the hamstring issue and everything you know i i didn't ever i never had to sit out that long but when i tore my acl My whole goal was to get back on the floor. Right. And that, and that's all in your mind. That's all you're thinking about. And so like to go almost three years and not be able to reach that point where you're back on the floor competing, um, is, is mind boggling to me. Like, you know, how do you keep pushing yourself? So for Jonathan to do that, and you know, it doesn't matter if it's in Lakeland or or where it is, to be able to do that and and be rewarded, you know, with um, good play, you know, knocking down some shots, doing some things defensively, rebounding the basketball, um, that's got to be so encouraging to him. I tell you what, I, his teammates, you know, I could hear him talking. Um, David and I were actually talking with Markel and Wendell on the bus going to one of the games, uh, you know, after the first one, asked if they had watched it and everything, and they were talking about um, you know, uh, what he, you know, could bring. Um, You know, Wendell has not really played um, much against him or seen him that much. He remembered him from Florida State, but Markel had. Um, And so he knew what he could be. So I, you know, I'm just, I am amazed. I just, honestly, I was worried it would go the other way. Like it would not, because it'd been so long that it would be disappointing. Um, And to to do what he did was just incredible.
1: You know, people, you know, say what you want to say about how long it's taken and, you know, the amount of injuries the Magic have had. The last two guys that we've had come back from major injuries, and it's early with Jonathan. You don't Mm -hmm. know what he's going to look like when he, you know, comes back to the Orlando club but markel Fultz came back didn't miss a beat. jonathan isaac uh, maybe he missed one beat but not many. he's he's looking <laughs> really really good. Uh, yeah. jeff we really appreciate you you joining um you and david By far the best broadcast team in the league. We can't tell you how much we appreciate not only the way that you guys call the game, but uh, the way that other teams' fans talk about you guys. You know, you represent you know the the team and the fans, and uh, people have nothing but great things to say about you guys. So keep doing a great job. Uh, We'll talk to you in another uh, quarter of the season. Here, we look forward to it. And uh, thanks so much for taking the time.
4: All right, guys. Thank you,
1: guys. Luke, our good buddy Jeff Turner. Really appreciate him taking the time. Always fun to talk to him. Hopefully, Jonathan Isaac is going to be back soon, Luke.
2: Yeah, we hope. And uh, it's all like you said, Jeff provides insight. You know, you get to ask him. You know, we ask him about, you know, being up close and personal for those those road losses here where the Magic could have easily ended up being four and one if we lived in a perfect world of hypotheticals. Um, also got a history lesson on where Kapaya came from, which was a lot of fun. Learned about Copaya. a new person and and Fly Williams. So um, which I'm gonna definitely look into him because his actual name, Jonathan, is James Williams, so he got that nickname and uh and i and I want to find out why so that was that was my fun part of of the uh conversation, but yeah, he always provides great insight for us, and like you said we'll uh we'll have him on here in you know twenty twenty five more
1: games. I got to tell you, Jeff really made me feel a lot better about the Magic playing chances because when we talked to him, you know, five, six weeks ago, it was like, oh, going to be tough to make that up. You know, right now, as games are being played tonight, the Magic are uh, yeah, four. still four games behind the Chicago Bulls for that final playing spot. And he talked about, you know, if you have the, the ability to go, you know, seven and three, you know, over a, a stretch of games here, if you look at like the Indiana Pacers, the Atlanta Hawks, Chicago Bulls, Toronto Raptors, Washington Wizards, All one, two, three, four, five of those teams over their last 10 are five and five. That trend continues. You go seven and three. All of a sudden, you know, going into like the middle of February, maybe the end of February, you're two games out of the plan. And then then, like it's a real possibility at that point. So appreciate Jeff coming on. Always gives great insight. And uh, I feel much better now than when we uh, first started recording this episode.
2: Mm hmm yeah for sure man i uh we'll see we will see what happens hopefully we can uh string together some wins here and you know like you offered up what what he said too right like all those teams five and five in their last ten there's there's still hope there's hope i'm i'm losing hope but there's
1: there's some hope there is some hope folks. So coming up on Friday, the magic will return to action versus the new Orleans Pelicans at home. Then they have a home road back to back on Saturday. They'll be in Washington to take on the Washington Wizards. So magic basketball will be back in a flash. Always great talking with Jeff Turner, the magic in the middle of a two game losing streak. If they're able to pick up a game here on Friday, don't forget the day after every Orlando magic victory, you can get 50% off your online order from Papa John's with code MAGICWIN. So if they win on Friday, you'll be able to enjoy that Magic Wizards game with a little Papa John's pizza. And who doesn't love Papa John's pizza? Luke, I think that is going to do it for us for this episode. For Luke, Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys are listening to The Sixth Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Six Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic! Let's go Magic! Let's go
0: Magic! Let's go Magic! Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.